Well, how about this? And hang on to your hat. The Outline World Dispatch. I'm Aaron Edwards. I'm being forced to talk about football today, so let's get right into it. Culture. And do you think it's ethical to watch the Super Bowl? I would say... And Derek Gaillot is a staff writer at The Outline. If you led... I'm not an ethics expert, obviously. But if you lead a completely ethical life, then yeah, watching the Super Bowl would be not in keeping with your dedication to being ethical who lives a who lives ethical lives these days not me so if you're already (laughs) living a like horrible a life that just contributes to the horribleness of the world then um it's still probably not ethical but not worse than say i don't know buying a shirt at h&m or something so this is the question that you've been thinking about for a little bit what got you interested in in trying to explore the idea of ethics and the Super Bowl right now? Well, I think something that's interesting that's been going on is just all these conversations about whether or not people should be watching the NFL or are watching the NFL over the past year, couple years. People have been making big shows about how they're not watching the NFL because of protests or not watching it because Trump hates it or something. Even though the NFL has made changes to the play of the game to make it safer for the teams, it's just like not as, it's harder to feel good, I think, about watching American football now. What I want to know is, I think everyone agrees that there are some issues with the Super Bowl, with the NFL, Mm -hmm. with a lot of institutions that people follow or watch or love or hate. And I don't know, it seems kind of trivial to me to try to ethicize that and be like, oh, you know, if you're participating in this system, there is a a reason that you shouldn't watch this. Or is it actually a bit too difficult to separate someone's, you know, ethical leanings from the fact that the Super Bowl is just this hugely saturated event that you're probably going to come into contact with? Depending on how connected you are, it's definitely more or less easy to escape the Super Bowl. I think if you just don't watch that day, you are you know, you are not participating in a real way as minuscule as it might be. But as far as like what is gained from not watching the Super Bowl, obviously the Super Bowl is going to have a ton of viewers. There isn't a mass movement to not watch it. So in the grand scheme of things, the only thing someone would gain from not watching it on ethical grounds is just personally not having that hanging over their head, that if they have a problem with the Super Bowl, then they helped support um, something that they believe is harmful. I don't know. I'm still trying to understand a little bit more, like, I think that a lot of people are having conversations, obviously, about about ethics and about, you know, how to be a better person in this world. And I guess, like, it's it's hard for me sometimes to feel like doing something small, like not watching this rule is actually going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And even though, like, I, I want to be a good person and I want to make sure that I'm being cognizant of what I'm supporting and who I'm supporting and where I'm, you know, putting my eyeballs on and, you know, letting people make money. But... How do you respond to a feeling like that? Just this this idea that these institutions are so massive and so overwhelming that 
you know, making a decision like not watching it would even matter. I think it's a direct parallel might be like voting, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about a lot of things that like I know are evil, but I still have like they're still present in my life. Um I think that it is a really overwhelming issue, like a lot of different ethical consumer issues. I think the main thing is just that you're asking those questions at all. I know that kind of sounds cheesy, but I really think that that's true, that as long as you are thinking about these things, then how you want to act in relation to them, you'll better be able to understand. So it's just, I think, a good idea to think about the ethics of things as you're consuming in your you know, average day in capitalism. So what about you? Are you going to watch the Super Bowl? I don't, I don't think so. I, I, it's just so long, Aaron. Are you going to watch it? Yeah. Uh, No, no, (laughs) I I will not be tuning in, but for more reasons of just boredom, like I, I don't really find it too interesting. I think that sometimes if I see people are talking on Twitter that something is happening or like if the halftime show is interesting, mm-hmm. I will either just watch people's tweets or like clips that end up on Twitter of performances or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Beyonce is not performing this year. Exactly. I, I don't really know what's That's happening. Like who's performing this year? I don't even know. Justin Timberlake. I don't Timberlake. know what's happening. I, it just like crept up on me. Justin Timberlake <laughs> performing? Is it, ethical? is it ethical to watch Justin Timberlake? After what he did to Janet. Apologize to Janet, Justin. Yes. That's what your performance should be. Yes. And Derek Gallo is a staff writer at The Outline. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Power. I will be completely honest. I need you to walk me through this. Because <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not really familiar with a lot of the uh, the theories that you applied to accelerationism. So accelerationism is like a pseudo-Marxist theory. It has some roots in Marx and critical theorists. Alex Nichols is a contributing writer at The Outline. That says basically we should encourage capitalism to destroy itself, that the only way to really end it is to quote-unquote heighten the contradictions, which basically means making life worse and worse for people until they're forced to revolt. So your proposal here is to apply, or think about applying accelerationism to the non-essential institution of the NFL. Yeah, basically my theory, which evolved out of my uh, Patriots trolling, where (laughs) anytime the Patriots were in a game, I would start just go into a, you know, Twitter or a chat room or whatever and start uh, loudly rooting for the Patriots because, like, more than any other team, that is bound to make people angry. And it sort of led me to the notion that it's really eating away at people's enjoyment of football. And we do see uh, the TV ratings for football steadily going down, as Trump reminds us constantly. But I think it might have something to do with the fact that the Patriots are dominating the Super Bowl like half the time, where they're just winning over and over. They're cheating. People are gradually getting sicker and sicker of it. And eventually people are going to start moving on to other sports. 
So you think that we should just actually let the Patriots do what they do? Yeah, they're, they're, it's sort of um, it's sort of analogous to uh, growing wealth inequality, where a few people are just grabbing up all the wealth, and it's getting worse and worse than it's ever been in history. And it's sort of the same thing with the with the Patriots. You just see the same coach quarterback combo just winning Super Bowl rings over and over as people gradually get more and more exhausted with it. How do you make a tie then between people being frustrated with the Patriots and how they have, you know, become this pox to some people on the NFL to the idea that letting them run free and winning would actually bring about the NFL's demise and maybe ultimate rebirth as a more pure institution? Well, I don't know if it's really going to play out like that. Well, it seems like this is this is the year that's really going to um, that's that's really going to start the decline of the NFL because you've got a perfect storm. You've got a team that's known for cheating. That's the number one most hated team. It's endorsed by Donald Trump. Uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are both good friends of Donald Trump and he is the least popular president in several decades. And they're probably going to win against a team that's never won a Super Bowl. And that's going to be their sixth Super Bowl ring, most of which are in the last 15 years or so. And it's it's just, it's it's a time where the political climate and the growing fan exhaustion with uh, the Patriots dominating the NFL, it's in a good position to really uh, hurt them PR-wise and continue the rating slide. One thing that you get into in your piece that I thought was really interesting was the idea that apathy has different effects when you're talking about the American ruling class versus the NFL, that apathy benefits the American ruling class, um, low voter, voter turnout, uh, favors people who are currently in power. Um, how does that differ when we're talking about the NFL? If if you use the analogy that uh, the Patriots are like the the one percent, or that they're they're the ruling class, they're the people who just keep getting more and more wealth and keep uh, altering the rules for their own benefit, as everyone else is just um, stagnating or their lives are getting worse. It's the opposite with sports because people now, they see the growing wealth inequality and how a few people control the political system. They don't vote. But with the NFL, you can't have low turnout. You have to have as many people tuning into each game and buying tickets as possible. So if you have only one city winning all the time eventually people are going to start tuning out people on the other side of the country who don't root for the patriots and their team isn't in the super bowl and they really can't foresee their team winning they're they're just not going to tune in and then the profits are going to go down and either it's going to make the sport decline enough that it's just way um way down the list below other sports or it's 
going to have to change. It's going to rebirth the sport in a more uh, palatable form. But that's probably impossible, just given how the um, how the sport is constructed. It's nice to dream. Yeah. But what's your uh, what is your ideal scenario then? Like you know, a lot of this is you know conjecture and just kind of a, a fantasy thinking of how these systems might be in conversation with each other. But like, what's your ideal scenario if you could you know cook up a, a dream world? Well, ideally, what happens is that the NFL gets so unpopular and it's just hemorrhaging money. And eventually it just disappears. They just shut it down. They repurpose the stadiums. And I never have to hear about football ever again. Oh, my God. I I think we finally got to an agreement here. (laughs) I completely see eye to eye here. Alex Nichols is a contributing writer at The Outline. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for having me. Today you heard from Anne Derek Gaillot and Alex Nichols. If you want to read more about these stories, including some longer quotes from these brilliant ethics professors, head to theoutline.com. The World Dispatch is produced by James T. Green. You can get new episodes automatically sent to your device every Monday through Thursday by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. If you use another podcast player, just search The Outline World Dispatch and hit subscribe. Also, if you have Google Home, just ask it to play the news. And while you're at it, if you know a friend or special life person who loves weird stories, tell them about The Dispatch. If you're on Twitter, we're at Outline Dispatch. Hope you have a great Thursday. Maybe give yourself a deep face wash. Open those pores. You deserve it. I'm Aaron Edwards. Take care. We'll be back Monday.